tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora! Ko Rochelle toko ingawa. My name's Rochelle and I'm part of the learning experience team at Core. I'm here today with Glenda Albon, who is a facilitator at Core, and she has a particular interest in assisting with social and emotional competence, in particular implementing He Mapuna Te Tamaiti. Kia ora, Glenda. Kia ora, Rochelle. Hello, Falava, Maloi Lele. Kia ora, Anna. Thank you for inviting me along today. And yes, I have recently been doing a fair bit of mahi with a, with groups of teachers around um, understanding and implementing He Mapuna Te Tamaiti. And one of the key things that that I always bring to teachers' attention as we begin working with this document is that Kaiakot can often say to us in a setting, oh, we don't really use that book much because we don't have many children with behavioural issues. So it just, it just kind of sits on the shelf and we get it down when we need it. So the point I raise for them is actually this document isn't about being the ambulance or rescuing a situation at the end. This document is about us having it, having wisdom and knowledge about it and being able to use it in the forefront, just as we do with Te Whareke, because Te Whareke underpins this document. And what we do is unpack the elements and strategies that are that are built into this document so that we can have our environments set really well and purposeful using techniques such as intentional teaching and working with Fano in partnership with them and their goals and aspirations and so on so that we have a positive setting to begin with and it's less likely that we are going to have the the really challenging situations that come at us all of a sudden because we've got the environments that work really well and set children up for successful learning experiences. What would you say in terms of if, as you say, someone is reluctant to use it, what would you say to them? Perhaps even just select one and have a go, have a look at observing your own practice, listening to how you speak to children or whatever strategy is that you have chosen. It might be like when a child asks me to do something, do I always say, sure, I can help you, but I've got something I need to do first? Or do I just say, I'll be there in a minute? Or do I just say, oh, I can't do it now, I'm busy? So it's thinking about, you know, one little strategy like that can really help. So it really just helps us to define each and every little interaction that we have with children, with our colleagues, and with the Fano in our communities as well. You've been using this with a group of teachers. Could you share with us how that is going for them and the tamariki around them? Yeah, sure. I've been one particular story that comes to mind as a group of teachers and many, I know many services throughout the country and schools as well will have experienced some really sort of uncertain behaviours from children during COVID and post the big lockdowns that we've been having. And so some of the children's behaviour 
has been, um, you know, really uncomfortable for all, as for Kyoko as well. And so there was a group, there's a group of teachers who were really trying to address that. And they had put in place a number of strategies and there was things that they're working for them. But they had the opportunity to attend the uh, workshop around Himapuna Te Taumaiti. And so from that, they then went to the book, I think it's page 100 from memory, there is a self-assessment tool in the back of the book. And they worked their way through the self-assessment tool, looking at the key areas around supporting social competence, supporting promoting social competence, promoting emotional emotional competence, supporting learning and engagement and creating that supportive environment. And so there's a series of little statements that as a team they rated themselves as to where they sat and they identified some areas within their practice that they thought, oh, we want to look a little bit deeper at this. And so they thought about, they took, they did some sort of, timeline observations of themselves and of children and of each other and they they worked out where and how the the challenging behaviors were happening they also were able to identify who they were and what was you know who perhaps who who was being impacted by those and it turned out to be you know a significant number of the whole group had been impacted in ways that they hadn't really noticed until they until they started looking and one of the key things that came through for them was it was around routine times the routines around mat time around kai time and around sleep time so they they used the himapuna tataimiti document There is pages relevant to each of the key strategies that help to guide you and work through how you can explore this in a deeper way. And so they came up with some ideas and and one of those was around how well were the kaioko communicating with each other about where were they at those times because their observations had shown that there were times when there was actually no one in the room with children because each of the three teachers were doing a routine one was on kai one was supporting toileting and one was setting up the sleep room so there was no one actually in the room and this is where some of those behaviors were were happening so they began to recognize those situations and then they use their intentional teaching approach to think about what can we put in place to support and improve these learning opportunities for tamariki. So yeah, it was one of the um, things they looked at. Another was the kai room. They have a separate room for kai and they had already trialled bringing in a rolling kai and that was going relatively successfully. But they, when they used this himapuna tool to explore deeper, they began to look at, okay, the space was only a certain size and there was a whole lot of children in that space and that was creating the problem. So they changed how they did kai. They took out a number of the tables and put in two larger tables, which meant the children could sit around a bigger space. They had more room for themselves and each other. They had more room for their lunchbox. And there was fewer children in the space at any one time. So they were still doing rolling kai. And the conversations that came between the children and with the kaiako as well grew immensely and became far more collaborative and positive and far less of the 
oh, move over, stop that, don't do this. It was far more a positive approach that they were using. One of the key things that came for the kaiako out of this whole experience for them was they've learnt to communicate better about where they are and what they're doing and to share the responsibilities of those roles and really highlighting that children are at the foreground of all the decisions that they make and the things that they do and that's their intentional teaching approach. You've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. They're not our culture.